welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sasirkal, aloha, hola, ciao, bonjour, and buna. It's so amazing to be with you again today, and I'm so happy you're joining us. And you know what? I am extra excited today because I have a very, very special guest with me today, Uzma Nakwi, who is a holistic transformational life coach. And I'm so, so excited to have you with me, sister Uzma. Welcome. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be with you today. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure and even more than that, my happiness. I'm so, so excited about connecting with you. Um, I know when we talked before, it was just so, like I felt an immediate like soul connection with you. And so I'm so excited to get to share our conversation with all of our amazing listeners. It's an honor to be here and it was such an amazing conversation. So it's definitely a pleasure to be expanding on that. Definitely. Awesome. So I'll actually have us jump right in by asking you to tell us more about who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, so it's a very long story, but to cut it as short as I possibly can, um, I'm a holistic transformational life coach. Uh, and that means that I help people, uh, women specifically, um, to heal on the inside. Um, my signature program that I deliver over the course of a year is called The Universe Within You. Um, it kind of delves deep inside of a human, our makeup, uh, who we are, why we are, the way we are, um, what we came here to do, how we get lost along the way, how do we find our path back into the alignment and, um, be who we came to be um, and strive to to perfect that as much as we possibly can so um it started uh the journey of my own self um which was a journey of up and down and up and down more down than up um uh, quite a painful um journey and a lot of um, different experiences uh which led me to want to know why it was the way it was um, and it set me off on a quest uh, to really kind of figure it all out and uh, know more about myself and uh, heal uh, internally. So that's essentially where the journey began. Yeah. And, you know, I relate to that so much because even though the details of what we have experienced in the, over the course of our journey are different, uh, the the overall motivation for why we are doing the work that we're doing today is the same uh, you know i also experienced some traumas in my early life but the good that came out of it was that experience of tra- suffering and trauma became my motivation to learn 
everything that I could about how to live with inner peace and happiness and and then eventually begin to realize that hey it's actually part of my purpose uh, you know to actually share that learning with others and it's actually also such a huge part of my healing process and how to take it deeper and further so I so appreciate where you're coming from Thank you so much. I, I know that the very first time we spoke, um, I was in awe of you just because of how much uh, like you had been through and how you came out the other end. And it's it's just amazing. And this is why it's so important to um, share the journey, share the share the learnings along the way, um, because there are many more who are still trapped in a lot of ways. So um, it's it's really an empowerment uh, that if we can get out of it, surely others can too, inshallah. Indeed. You know, talking about empowering ourselves, achieving inner peace, success, happiness in our lives. Um, But then, you know, also we have traumas in our life and we have difficulties and challenges that we have faced in our lives. And I know part of my tendency when I first experienced the trauma and actually for the first so many years after I'd experienced my trauma was to not want to deal with the trauma. (laughs) It was like, just forget it. Pretend like it never happened and -hmm. just move on to do other things that I thought I needed to do to create a happy, successful life. Um, But is that possible? Is that even wise? Because um, I I found that actually impossible to do. Um, yeah. So what 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 are your thoughts and perspectives on on that? Yeah, it's a stunning question actually, and uh, you know, sadly, ninety nine point nine percent of the people deal with it like that um, because we're still living, we're surviving. We're eating, sleeping, we're having relationships, we're having careers, we're doing life. And so uh, for the most part, we're we're continuing uh, the process of life and it feels like, okay, something happened, it wasn't good, it shouldn't have happened, but it happened and now we can just, you know, pretend our way out of it kind of thing. Um, the trouble with that though, is that how we deal with something, what happens with us, uh, the emotion of it still very much lives within us. This whole concept and notion of forgive and forget, um, the forget part doesn't exist. It's actually not real. You cannot forget. It's a part of your makeup. It's who you are. It's what you live through. So it's in you. It's in your built up. It's in your system. We are energy um, as a whole. And that energy and the emotions that happened at the time of this trauma that took place is embedded within us. It's turned into our flesh, it's all of us. Mm -hmm. And so when we carry that, it plays a major role in our everyday life. We are tremendously triggered in our lives because of what we carry that we haven't processed and we haven't dealt with. So it's still very much within us. So when we can pretend and say, I've forgiven and forgotten, 
the the forgiving is just a byproduct of being able to self heal it happens naturally when we heal on the inside because we understand the essence of healing and forgiveness just naturally happens as a as a result of that but the forgetting bit cannot happen so when if we are pretending our way through it we are still carrying the hurt without really knowing it it's deeply at a subconscious level but it is driving our life today everything mm-hmm. we are doing all the decisions we are making all the triggers that we have in our lives the way we deal with our children we we're basically um doing it with that blueprint that we carry on the inside of us so it's very 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 essential that we for it that we understand the impact um of what happens to us previously and another very quick point um before we move on from this is that when something happens in our life um particularly traumatic experiences but any any emotionally impactful uh, matters they create we we vibrate at a certain frequency um energetically and that vibration of the of the actual trauma gets stuck in us and until we can understand that understand like where we are vibrationally we only attract the very thing that we're vibrating at we can only get the same thing we can't ever elevate to a higher um higher thing so it's so pivotal and so important and and just i can't even emphasize how important it is to to heal and really deal with it can you share an example of what it might look like for someone who is sort of stuck at that vibrational level of trauma and how they keep attracting more of that in their lives hey thanks for tuning into this episode hope you're getting value out of it for your information this episode has been sponsored by the happiness 101 program are you a change maker coach trainer or healer are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers The Happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease. Interested? Book a free Happiness 101 exploration call with me. Your happiness expert, Samia Vano. Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Sure, absolutely. So, um if someone has let's say as a child was abused, um and the vibration that stuck within them at a very very young age um is that they're filthy, they're not good enough, they don't deserve a relationship, they can't be loved, they're only there to be used, so on and so forth. vibrationally it's a very low self esteem vibration right um that is the reality of that vibration at the time so that frequency is where you're at when the event takes place if we don't deal with that and if we don't understand that that is what's happened that is how i feel and i haven't dealt with that i haven't processed that um that emotion then that emotion plays a, a part in our lives for the rest of our lives and when we grow older 
and let's say that we do get married or that we're looking for a partner or life is happening, we end up behaving our whole demeanor, our whole life, our every experience ends up being something that matches that same vibration. So we, we have a very low self-esteem. We don't really believe in ourselves. We don't really have the confidence to, to have a good relationship. And even if we get a good person, which is unlikely because we're vibrating at a low frequency and we'll only attract the same same type of people. But even if we manage to do that, we will we will sabotage it very quickly because we can't keep hold of it. We will drag that down to where we are. So without healing that, it plays out in our lives. So, you know, in the form of arguments, in the form of the hurt people, hurt people, like passing on the generational hurt of from ourselves to our children, it manifests in so many different ways um, that, you know, just dealing with everyday life is just a, a bit of a nightmare and overwhelming, overwhelming. Yeah. You know, what you were sharing made me think about, well, I'm not married, so I don't have a life partner so to speak, Um, but I have other relationships in my life, like my parents and my brother and my sister and other people in my life who are amazing people and who love me with all of their heart and soul. And I just remember when I was stuck in my trauma, I could not receive their love. I, I literally remember days when um, you know my mom would try to love me in different ways uh, by giving me a hug or a kiss or make something that she thought I would love to eat and I could not accept I just could not accept the love I, I would literally run away from her hugs and kisses I would, you know, just dismiss all her other gestures of trying to make me feel better. Um, And a lot of that just had to do with, like, either I was thinking, I don't deserve this, just as you were mentioning, or I couldn't believe that it was real. Uh, Mm. that I was like real in the sense that I was like if my mom knew or the other people in my life knew what I was really like on the Mm. inside filled with so much darkness they would not be able to love me and so the, the love that they're showing is not real in the sense that it's not they're not really loving the real me they're just loving this fake me that i'm projecting you know and so it was actually seriously heartbreaking to 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 think and to feel that the real me couldn't be loved yes yes and that's exactly that's exactly the the vibrational frequency i'm talking about a lot of people who lack um confidence um, can't really understand why they lack confidence because you know they have a lot of attributes and you know I, I mean when we're talking about confidence I think it's really important to mention that there is not a single soul on this on this earth that is like like you 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 were built and designed to be very very unique and what you have no one else has and so when we can learn to harness that and really own that um, with the connection of the divine and understanding how how lovingly he made me and how 
much he wanted me to contribute to this society. Like I'm a very important cog within this whole machine of life that's that's working, and I'm some something and somebody who makes it run and uh, and function in a better way. So we can't believe that we can't harness that if we're not healed. So uh, you know it, it's a it's a big part of it. And when we when we do lack confidence, when we do have a less um, low self esteem, or when we do feel unworthy. These are really important questions to ask because sometimes you know what the trauma sits within us, but we don't even know that there is a trauma to deal with. You know, often we put traumas down to rape and you know uh, domestic abuse and violence and things like that. They're not the only traumas. Mm-hmm. Like not being able to emotionally process your environment and not being able to hold space to be able to be emotionally um, unstable and for for somebody not to be able to allow that processing and validation to take place is also a trauma in its own self. So I think it's really important to understand that it's not necessarily like big massive traumatic experiences where the house burnt down, somebody burgled your house or someone killed someone, you know, these are major of course they're traumas but then the 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 other aspects just in general everyday life where you feel neglected whether it's a separation whether somebody you know passed away or whatever you know all all these different things also are uh, under the same remit like you know it's the emotion that hasn't been able to process yeah it actually makes me think of this uh video that i was watching that was trying to explain racism and why it's so harmful or how it's so harmful and they made this analogy of imagine every time you experience a racist microaggression you know so that's a tiny little thing like maybe someone just says something or gives you a look or um you know uh, some something relatively small like that it's not a big deal on its own but if you're living in a racist society in a racist culture you're experiencing these kinds of microaggressions microtraumas every day maybe multiple times a day and so in the video that i was watching the, the analogy that they made was that was so brilliant was to say imagine every microaggression every microtrauma that you experience is like a mosquito bite if you have just one mosquito bite no big deal you can totally deal with that move on with your life no problem but now imagine you have 10 mosquito bites 100 mosquito bites every day you have to struggle with having multiple mosquito bites and the fear of mosquito bites you know how will that impact your life and change your life and so you know even if you haven't had one big thing happen to you that's very traumatic even if you're experiencing a lot of little things that are traumatizing in seemingly small ways over time the impact adds up and this is true for if you're experiencing racism or sexism or homophobia or you know, there's so much um out there in the world um you know different reasons that we have created because of which we hate each other or fight with each other and uh. yes yeah absolutely and and fundamentally we were created to be in har- harmony with each other that that's our makeup we were never supposed to be against each other 
um, borders are created by humans. Uh, the the you know beyond our physicality, there is no color. Uh, there is no race. There there is nothing. It's it's all one. We are all one. Um, and I think a lot of people really, really fail to understand that point. And that's where the segregation comes in. That's where, you know, people look at you very differently because of a garment that you wear or because of the color you are, because of the belief you hold. And these things are, you know, um, they cause distress because they're not our regular way of living. Um, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us to be together um to learn from one another and the whole point of tribes was that how you do things might be different to how i do things but then i can learn so much from you and you can learn so much from me and it was supposed to be a very transactional um peaceful uh cohabiting kind of an environment Mm -hmm. um but it's gone it's gone quite uh it's it's very uh you know the way that things are these days and and Alhamdulillah, things are improving to some extent, yeah. um, but then, but then in other ways, they're not. There's the subtleties, and you know, you feel it. You know it when, when you're not apart um, mm. or wherever, wherever you know whatever's going on. So, um, at its core, the differences are because of people not understanding their uniqueness and other people's uniqueness, and not being able to be compassionate and um, empathize and understand another person's point of view. Yeah, um, so, yeah I think. It's, what you just shared actually made me think back of what you were saying um, when you introduced yourself you said your signature program is called the universe is inside of you the universe within you yeah oh the universe is within you does that have something to do with this recognition that you're talking about as being all connected all being one Absolutely, yes. Yeah, so it's a it's a very big part of what I teach. Um, so uh, there's it's a, it's a whole year's program. So it's a very step by step, systematic, layered um, program where we you know we talk about the mind and we talk about the power of the mind and how how we can shift uh, and and the traumas and the reprogramming aspect and all of that. Then uh, you know we go into the inner healing and that's where we talk about the emotional intelligence and the emotions that I've never been able to process and really kind of doing the deep intu- intuitive work that you know we, we have within us um, and all of that is connected with spirituality and spirituality is where we basically um, uh, really understand the concept of unconditional love the concept of the oneness of everything the togetherness of everything really talk about you know um, as a human how how important how amazing we are and also connects it to the the head and the heart coherence. Um, this is where the a bit of a misfit happens, where the mind saying something else, the heart is saying completely something else, and we're born, uh, you know, between the two. So there's a lot of parts work, really understanding why there's a difference and how do we bring them to alignment. You know, bringing these two to alignment is basically uh, opening up the doors to so many other opportunities. So there is a very systematic way of kind of understanding that's at its core. That that's one of the main messages and as well as um understanding the concept of surrendering in its truest uh, form um really being able to let go and be one with what is mm-hmm. and um, uh, allowing that to to take place in your life as it's supposed to be rather than resisting and fighting and trying to make something else happen that wasn't supposed to happen yeah oh my gosh it just 
raised so many excellent points. I think the one that I would love to follow up with you the most on is to talk more about the heart because I know, you know, it's very common in, in our culture to make various references to the heart, talk about following the heart and listening to your heart. But I also find that most people don't actually know what that really means and how to actually connect with their hearts and what role our heart plays in the process of healing, especially. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, it's a beautiful question. Uh, it's one of my favorite segments within the whole program, actually, when we're talking about the alignment of mind and heart. Um, you know, the heart is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks to us. In, in the Holy Quran, he never says, I'm speaking to your mind. He talks to your father, the heart. And um, there is a, this is a pathway, it's a portal to our soul. Um, and so when it is such an important piece of this, this flesh that we have within us, it's way beyond that. And, and the, um, there is a need for us to understand how it functions. So when I teach it, it's very much backed by um, a lot of scientific um, evidences as well as um, sort of spiritual connections as well as the the understanding of the divine communicating through it and then our system and how it works at, at, a, at a human level how we can make it coherent so it's a really it's I mean it's something that I, I do over several weeks so it's a very deep subject but um as an overview I would say that the heart is very much um you know they stopped calling it it's basically an organ it, it's a uh, something that has the ability to be able to think and to be able to feel just the same same way that your mind is and it's where we we hold so much more than just you know a beating heart that flushes the blood in our system and helps us live it it, it helps our soul live uh and and keep us alive within this uh within this world so um really understanding the coherence of that and how you regulate that is so valuable so so very important and a lot of that is really calming um, yourself and uh, understanding how it functions um, it would be so hard to like really give the proper context because it takes a long time to like kind of get there but um, essentially it's in our control essentially it is something that we must learn about that we must set aside time if it's not something you know in, in general like even when we pray it's like you know we sit there we do the rituals and this is the thing in 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 islam there is so much beauty but um a lot of the times we're told what to do we're never told how to do it um and that why is the missing piece um that the why is what i really want to connect for people really understand that there is way beyond than just saying some ritualistic words which have so much power but they don't feel very powerful because we're not putting the power in them they just feel like words that we utter and then off we go in our everyday lives and just do what we do but then um there is so much more depth to to really understand them and wear them and bring them to life yes and the word feeling oh my gosh and talking about you know using rituals or you know any practice really that 
theoretically is amazing and supposed to help you but you give it a try and it seems to not work and oftentimes like prayer for example is a beautiful wonderful example of this of this um, and I find that so much of the problem it's not that prayer doesn't work or it's not a good way to seek healing or help um, but it's that we have never been taught how to feel what we are praying and and when we are praying like to, to how to cultivate and the, the the feelings that we need to feel yeah, in order absolutely. to heal and so forth yeah, yeah. i mean the feeling is the pathway um you know to to awaken yourself you cannot make your you cannot go through anything without feeling into it yes otherwise you're it's a very superficial going through you're not going through you're just going over yeah. to go through one has to feel and um that feeling requires connection and connection requires introspection and introspection requires a pathway to be able to actually do it in a coherent way and um i think it's a need for every everyone for us to understand our ourselves better because when we understand ourselves better we connect better to to the divine and um live our lives purpose in, in a much more profound way than just mm. exist and then die yeah can you give people just one tip on how they can begin the process of going down that pathway of introspection and ultimately you know being able to feel those feelings that they need to feel yeah yeah beautiful question so i think one of the first things that i would you know i'm usually whenever i'm on a podcast i try to i try to say this because it's so important for people to realize you know because when we're doing life we're just passing through each day we're just getting this one day done and then we're you know we're ready once we've had a bit of rest and in the midst of all this we never really feel into what we're feeling um we bypass we bulldoze a lot um and so one of the quickest ways um to really get into this this uh way of starting to live is that you understand what it is that you're when you have a feeling when you have a stress when you have an overwhelm when you feel sad when you feel anxious when you have worry when you're devastated when you're disappointed when all of these things are happening to me there are opportunities that are beautiful messages this is your body's wisdom communicating with you to say hey i need your attention in this area of your life i need you to wake up and do something and this is what connects really beautifully to the law of attraction which is again a very very deep uh, deep topic which i can't open the can of worms off because it's it's something i can talk for on hours and end but um essentially when we feel hurt when we feel whatever we feel um it's there to wake us up from slumber it's there to to aid to something and usually we're trying to run away from it as fast as we can because the emotion is something we don't understand we don't know why it's coming to us it's there and it hurts and because it hurts it's uncomfortable and we want to get away from it as much as possible but what we do need to do is go the opposite direction sit with it and allow it to do what it wants to do so you can get to know why it's there the the whole process of this you know things repeating in your life constantly 
like whether it's relationships not working out, career not working out, you know, children, whatever else. There could be hundreds of things that just not that happening again and again and again. This is a constant message coming to you to say you really need to start waking up about this particular part of your life where you need to start understanding why it's happening. So, you know, the the quickest pathway is to feel into your feelings, not run away from them. Stay with them. Mm. Uh, okay, so we won't open the can of worms uh, around the law of attraction then. Uh, I guess another question that sort of like coming to my mind is um, just sort of I guess going back to the idea of prayer and using the power of prayer uh, we talked a little bit about why a lot of us may not be able to uh, feel into the feelings and connect to the power of prayer um, is there anything you can share with us about how to actually use it in a more effective effective way yeah sure um you know one of the fundamental things to understand is that and, and there's no need to go into a lot of science although i do back it up in my teachings just so people really get and the penny really drops and you understand why you do what you do but essentially your mind is functioning at certain again frequencies like the the level of your brainwave activity that happens your your way of understanding and of what you're doing how connected you are on the inside depends on how how what your brain is doing at the time so when we can you know when they say coherence of a head and mind and the heart is we're bringing it into synchronization and slowing both down to a point where you are really truly deeply internally connected usually the reason that prayers don't work is we're very much thinking about where did i put my keys oh my child is crying oh somebody's I, that parcel was supposed to come and it didn't arrive and all of the things that we forget are usually remembered during a prayer and so our mind is very much elsewhere and we're not able to really um, have the the focus and have the connectedness and really feeling to the you know, the essence of the names and the words of the prayers and feel that power of them, let that seep through um, in, a, in a very powerful way yeah. by bringing your mind and the heart into cohesion and uh, creating that harmony between the two so that you could, the message can exchange and really go through your entire being rather than just superficially saying a few words and then running off to do what your uh. errands are. So maybe doing anything you can to calm your mind um, yeah. before you even begin the prayer process. Uh, that, uh, yeah. Hmm. I know it, there's like so much wisdom in our tradition around that actually. Uh, you know, for example, in the Islamic tradition for people who are not familiar, um, when we perform ritual prayers there's actually rituals that we are taught to perform even before you get into ritual prayer so for example we have a ritual cleansing process that we are asked to go through where you know um, you, you go and you wash your face and your hands and uh, feet and so forth and i think one of the reasons why we are asked and guided 
to engage in this process because it's like one way that we can begin to shift our mindset from okay I've just been so busy with my life and just um, been doing this thing or just woken up from deep sleep or you know whatever the, 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 the activity might have been and and then you're wanting to shift into prayer uh, you know but how do you actually begin to make that shift so you can be focused mm. and present to your feelings during prayer and so by going through process like a ritual cleansing you can begin to create that mindset shift exactly and on the other aspect too, i mean that's beautifully put but the other aspect as well is also that water itself is just it is just the power of um, what it holds and how it it's connected to the divine and how it you know you can literally look at water talk to water it's almost like having its own consciousness yeah. um, and how you can utilize that to awaken your senses and how that becomes uh, a light uh, like the nur that we want it to be um, that comes comes into us and how it changes our mind with how we uh, live generally and how we look at things and um, really changes so all of this can only happen with uh, some depth mm. right um essentially what we're saying is you can break anything down and you can really look at it in, in a microscopic way and why not ourselves you know yeah it connects us to ourselves but then it, it connects us to our purpose in life mm. um it's beyond just a prayer it's beyond just understanding emotions it's our existence we came into this world for for a reason even if an ant wasn't made without a reason how can we all the beings that are able to think and are you know greatest of creation how can we be without a reason and if we're living a life that doesn't feel meaningful and it doesn't feel like we're connected enough and it doesn't feel like i i don't know what i'm doing where i'm going what my purpose is then these are really good fundamental questions to ask so that you can start to head that way yeah. and the beauty about asking these questions is that when you ask the question some door just ends up opening that you didn't even know existed it's one of those pathways that you are kind of guided to and then once you're guided to it it just keeps opening and opening and opening and it's a pathway that just doesn't have an end um so it's it's a beautiful um way of living and being you know we are human beings but we mostly are doing human doings uh, uh, and we're stuck in that aspect of just doing 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 and never really being um so you know connecting with yourself you will finally become you get to be yes oh my gosh um i want to ask you so many more questions and we also have to begin to wrap up uh but i think i'll ask you just one last question for today um so we've been talking about healing and uh, a particular pathway to healing that you use to help your people uh with and i love it i love your pathway and i was just wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about how this pathway is different from you know the more traditional approach uh, for example with therapy and so forth um yeah so that's a great question thank you so much for asking it so what i think is um different is that when when we go to a gp to let them know that we're not well um 
usually in under 10 minutes we're prescribed antidepressants and then we're on them um, for, for some people for many, many years, if not a lifetime. Because as the emotions are coming, it feels like we have no idea what to do with them. And then when we take these medication, they're, they're quietened down. They're no longer speaking to us. They don't give us the information that we actually need for us to, uh, to evolve. Um, but the other aspect, so that's one aspect where you're shutting down the emotions, which is not necessarily a, I mean, I can't, I'm not asking anybody not to take medication, but I'm just saying that the, that the whole purpose is to shut down the emotions um, so that they no longer communicate with you. But it is these very emotions that we use in order to evolve and grow as humans because there is healing that needs to take place. So we're not dealing with the core, the blueprint, we're just dealing with the higher aspect of, oh, I feel pain and I just want that to get rid of, like I need to get rid of that aspect of it. So that's one part. But the second part is that in therapies, generally like talking therapies, it deals with a lot of um, the power of the mind, which is amazing. Um, I think it's uh, obviously it does have some shift and it does have, you know, we can focus our mind to anything. If I asked you right now to think back to when you went to college, something will come into your mind, like the building or the people or the teachers or the subjects or whatever. Your mind can be focused to anything at any point. We can shift that at any point. So it's a very powerful thing to think. However, the, the thing that I feel the traditional therapies are missing is the spirit aspect of ourselves you know it, it deals with the mind but we're not just the mind it deals with our physical but we're not just the physical there is another aspect to us that is entirely missing when it comes to those therapies this is why when people even if they've had years of therapy they still feel like there is something hugely missing and it just doesn't make sense. Like I've, I've gone to therapy, I've taken medication, I've spoken to so many people, I've done this and I've done that. And after doing all of this, I still feel I am lost. I still feel something is not connecting. And that's because we've ignored the one aspect to, of us that is the most important aspect. And it's the non-physical aspect to ourselves. You know, we have to believe that we are more than just the physical beings. And that is the aspect that we end up neglecting when it comes to traditional therapies and um, it's something that we absolutely need to incorporate so that we can have a very holistic approach to healing um, internally and externally awesome on that note on that thought of uh, of of going for holistic going for a holistic approach to healing we'll wrap up and um I'll wrap up by just reminding all our dear listeners to please check the show notes because I'm going to add Uzma's links in the show notes so you can connect with her and get help and support if and when you're ready for it. I'll also add my links if you'd like to get in touch with me. And yeah, until we connect next time, I just wish you lots and lots of peace and joy. <laughs>